What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second podcast. This is AP, and I'm here with a special guest. This is kind of a little special that we're doing, uh, since we're, it sounds like we are ascending church, and we are sending him off to uh, serve God in some more unique ways. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a conversation about what he's going to be doing. I'm probably going to learn some stuff, because I got some interesting questions, but I'm here with Corey. How hey. do we pronounce your last name? Youthy. Youthy. Youthy, yeah. Okay. Heard I heard it every that. single way. What? I've heard it every single way. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw it and I think of Ute. Yeah. Which is a type of car. I can't remember who made the Ute, but uh but yeah, it's a car, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's Youthy. I've heard it. Uthi, Uth yeah. Uth Uthi. My my, my last name, I've heard it all. Palich Paluk, which is the correct way of pronouncing it in Polish. In English it's Palak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard, I've had some telemarketers call me like, Polak? No, no, that's not my last name. I'm <laughs> Polish, ironically, but yeah. you know, yeah. it's not, it's not pronounced Polak. It just <laughs> looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet man. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell, uh, tell our audience wh- what you're doing, where you're going and everything. Um, well, I'm going to the Marines. Um, it's been a long, a long journey to get to where I'm about to be, um, I'm going to be there for, uh, I'm going to boot camp on Monday, Monday morning, and then I'll be there from the 10th all the way to March 8th, so for 13 weeks roughly, and it's just, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it still hasn't hit me yet that I'm leaving. Yeah, definitely. So, are you, you're going to be at boot camp during Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays? Yeah, wow. yeah, and, and for my birthday, so it's like... First oh, time not spending my, ber- my birthday with uh, with family around, so. Yeah, just kinda. a little background for me, just so that I know. What kind of family you got? I, I've, I've never met any of them. I've got a a mixed racial family. Okay. Like, I'm adopted. My brother's adopted. My sister's adopted. Oh, yeah. I know you're adopted. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you met my parents, you'd, you'd never put me and them together <laughs> at all. Are, are they Same, they're, white? They're white. Yeah, they're <laughs> okay. white. And you never put me and my brother together because he's Asian. So oh. like I'm Hispanic, my sister is Hispanic. So it's like, yeah. So it's crazy. Like we, we're a pretty welcoming, loving family. I'd say. Yeah, totally, man. That's awesome. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people do. Not a lot yeah. of people know I have a sister. Yeah, I. So I, <laughs> I had no idea. That's exactly why I asked. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Did, does the rest of your family go to second place, or at least visit every once in a while? Um, actually, my parents and my brother were. Uh, we're on their Sunday, which was my, or we're at second place on Sunday, oh, for cool. my, which was, uh, which is really cool to be, have them be there on my last Sunday yeah, uh, with that church. So, and they've always been like, oh, we like, we want to come, but like our other church, they're really big parts, like members at our other church. Like they, they started it pretty much like not, not, okay. Well, they, they were they, they were, were around when they yeah, they were part of the foundation yeah, of it yeah. yeah exactly that's still awesome yeah yeah so they they they've been meaning to come more but like they can't because they're our pastor moved away so it's they've oh been so trying they've to, kind of been helping out with the leadership and yeah everything. they've been picking up the slack a little yeah. bit so what church is that it's called sanctuary it's in manhattan hmm. um it's very small very small yeah like 10 people so wow yeah, yeah, and they started it ten years ago. So, wow, hey, they're faithful. I, absolutely, matters, right? absolutely. We're did, not... did it grow big at all, and then smaller? Or yeah, it's kind of always been that size. So before I was in my teens, so I was ten years old when we got there. They were like, or not ten years old. I don't even know how old I was. Yeah, but pretty small. Yeah, little. But they had a guy like a youth band, and this this uh specific guy who was 18 he moved away and so a lot of the members moved away with him because they were like Mm. all family and like they were all like together and they were all in a band so they all moved away and that was pretty much our downfall for our church Mm. for that church having having them move away and then our pastor moving away was again another downfall yeah so well pretty rough (laughs) yeah definitely Uh, at least at least you have the uh the core it yeah. sounds like they're pretty faithful. That's yeah, good. absolutely. They to them, it's not enough. It's not about the numbers, about who we're worshiping and who we're there for. So, yeah, totally. uh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's good, man. One of the things I was thinking about before before you came over, I have had some family that have been enlisted, mm-hmm. like my uncle. He's definitely one of my heroes. He, I got my middle name from him. He was actually in Vietnam. Oh, that's cool. He was a paratrooper. I don't know anything about it, though. He, he won't talk about it. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's such an amazing human being. He, he doesn't talk about it, though, because it's just so brutal over there, especially mm. when so many people didn't want to be there because they were forced to go. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a cousin. He lives just outside of Reno. I know he is in, I believe he's in the Army. He's an MP, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I know that Navy is obviously out, out, on, out on the water. Air yeah. Force is up in the air. They're talking about starting Space Force, which... <laughs> Contrary to further belief, there's actually a really good reason for it. Just looking for spy satellites that are above America. I actually yeah. get it. It makes sense. The, yeah. the Army is normal ground infantry. What exactly is the Marines? I've always wondered. All I know about the Marines is I've met some really arrogant guys oh, in yeah. the Marines, and I wanted to slap them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. only thing that I know about them. What exactly are they, and what do they do? Uh, so Marines are... A branch off of the navy mm. like they originated originated off of like like i said off the navy and they they are land and sea oh pretty okay. much yeah yeah they're, they're like the amphibious wing of the yeah i'd say it. yeah yeah gotcha. but arrogance comes with <laughs> comes with that i was always told if you're becoming a marine don't don't have that arrogance and i, I hope not i hope not because yeah. I meet those kind of Marines too. I'm like, get the stick out of your butt, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Calm, calm down a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, but no, that man. that that sense of pride is is pretty big, and with the Marines and yeah. arrogance also comes with that. Yeah, so. gotcha. Now we were talking to Titus before I started recording. What what exactly is is this looking like? So you you're gonna start out in Indy, and then go to San Diego. Right? Yeah, so I actually just got back from Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, but MEPS is uh, Military Entrance Procedures. Mm. And so with that, I have to I go in, full body check, weigh in, height, uh, every, making sure everything's like the same from when I went the first time to enlist and come home. And then I have to go back on Sunday. So that Sunday, I will be signing papers to like finalize, make like finalize everything. I think insurance is is gonna be that on, on like one of those papers that I sign, and then Sunday night's good spending that with family, and then Monday Monday morning I go back to Meps, and I swear in, and then I'll be gone to to San Diego for boot, so. For boot camp, you you don't have any contact with the outside world, right? You, no, not no not phone, no not technology, like not tech technology wise. Like I okay. can write letters, throwing it old style, but yeah. Other than that, I won't know much. Yeah, I I probably won't know the day. Like, so they it's 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 very fast moving. You're not stopping, like, if at all, like stopping. Like you're not. Yeah. So because I I remember. When Pam Loitz actually joined, what was she, Navy, I think? Navy, I think she yeah. she was Navy, yeah. And she was telling me the process. I, I was dumbfounded. My, <laughs> my soon-to-be brother-in-law actually re-enlisted. Mm-hmm. He, I believe he's Army. He's a... I, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what he's actually going to be doing. But he had to go through boot camp again. Oh yeah, I, I had no idea that it was that intense where you have to go through it again and and the process of it and mm-hmm. and hearing how exactly it works. You, you guys are dedicated. <laughs> I can't deny that. My my cousin is a lifer. I believe mm-hmm. he's doing the full thirty year track. If That's I'm not awesome. Mistaken. Yeah. What do you have a plan with that? Uh yeah, actually, I uh, I got a contract that I did not want. So I got motor T and that's just like, you're, uh, you're in a cargo truck carrying all this cargo to a, uh, to a specific unit and you're like keeping track of it. You're doing all this stuff about it. That's not what I want. Yeah. 
And so from there, Motor T, I want to go transfer out of it, go infantry from infantry to recon and then become a recon sniper. So then that takes about, I think, six years to do that. Wow. And then six years, spend my six years and then go from recon sniper, which is sniper is what I want to do, which is awesome. But recon sniper. Everything they were talking about is okay to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. 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 It's okay. not like. Yeah. No. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's good. It's good to talk about. But okay. recon sniper and then recon to, to Marsoc, and Marsoc Raider and uh, not what a lot. Of Marsoc. That's like special forces for the Marines. Mm. That's like that's your Navy SEALs. That's your Green Berets. That's uh, pararescue. It's Marsoc. Yeah. Top one of the top the top four. Uh, special forces wow so i want to i wouldn't say i want to be in it for a life because i definitely want to like come back home do college start a family and then see where god takes me from there but that's my thought process right now yeah so that's awesome mm-hmm. D- dreaming big in a good way man that's yeah. amazing yeah what what exactly made you decide to join the marines because i've i've always been in awe of our armed forces i have mm-hmm. i've always supported them but never once in my entire life has it crossed my mind that's what i want to do in my life yeah yeah well, well armed forces in general aren't isn't for everyone yeah it's it's not and uh for me i've always wanted military was always something that i th- think about but I didn't know what I wanted. Like, I didn't know what branch. And I'd say it was uh, the summer of junior year. So mm-hmm. I hadn't started junior year yet. I uh, You went to one of the Lincoln Ways, I'm assuming? No, I actually went to Pietone. Very, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I thought Manhattan was in the... It, it, no, it is, but I live right on the border. Oh, okay. Of Lincoln Way and Pietone. Okay. So... Anyways. Yeah, but um, I had just like a very big god moment uh in my life it was it was something that like i can't like fully describe it was just that awesome to have gone through it and it was i had prayed about it prayed about it prayed about it like god like is this something i want is this something you want is this something i'm going to be doing and he called like he blatantly it was just like putting people putting people in my way putting situations in my way to go like find out more about the military. And then junior year, I decided the Marines were, is what I wanted the Marines. And, uh, with that, I met a very shady recruiter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I, I think if it wasn't for the other recruiters that I met, I probably wouldn't be going because this guy just like, talking it up talking it up oh yeah the marines is this marines is that and never once did i hear anything bad about it and it like it wasn't until my senior year where i met my uh, my recruiter that enlisted me he was like people always tell you about the good stuff let me tell you about the bad stuff and he told me straight up like it sucks you're you're gonna be away from your family and it's not it's not gonna be picture perfect you're not gonna be the poster boy and I needed to hear that. Like, I wanted to hear that. Because I thought going in is, oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to, like, I'm going to be infantry, shooting people, stuff like that, you know? Like, but this guy's like, no, it sucks. Like, being away from family. Yeah. But you need to remember, like, um, what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. And, like, the four years that you're gone, like, yeah, that's going to suck, but... In that four years, you have more pride than anybody outside the military. And it's just like, it's something you can carry with. It's not going to, nobody can like strip that away from you. Yeah. And it's just like, it was just very cool to have gone through all that. So uh, definitely like, God was holding my hand through that entire thing to to have met that shady recruiter first. Hmm. And then uh, to have met the other, the other recruiter. It's really interesting that you that you had to meet a shady one in order to 
to yeah uh, like it was uh it was not a pleasant thing i had to second guess it yeah like that's why that's why i met him i think i second guessed it and i didn't fully trust god because like he he had told me it's like yes it's military something what you want to do and so meeting that shady recruiter is just like put more faith in god like he said yes i'm like lean into that see where he takes me from there and then sure enough a year year later i'm heading off so yeah man that's crazy what you're saying with it being hard reminds me of i can't remember i was reading it but i was was either i was reading it or somebody was saying it in a podcast how Mm -hmm. the most physically fit people in the world are marines and navy seals and things like that Mm -hmm. because they're in forced situations whereas athletes they have chosen to do these things so Mm -hmm. it's like literally impossible for them to be as or more physically fit than people that are in the armed forces and and like specifically u.s armed forces too Mm -hmm. yeah i just found that fascinating yeah no that that's very correct like yeah sports players aren't gonna be in combat you know like they're not like that's a forced situation where military like that that is like that's what they're training that that's what they're they're training to do and so like they're gonna be as fit as they can be if not more fit than they they can be you know so yeah yeah they have to be at the peak because the whole point of it is be top dog when you're out there right (laughs) yeah yep absolutely yeah well one of the things that i was kind of thinking about this past week is how there's a lot of people that are unbelievably staunch against having a military in general Mm -hmm. and I, i think that one of the things that that kind of occurred to me this week is people glorify it as they think oh yeah they join the military because they think that war is good they want to go to war they want to kill people where mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of think the opposite and I I guess I'm saying all this to get your thoughts on it I think the opposite you join because you know war is bad and you don't want it to happen mm-hmm. and you want to see that peace come about That that's kind of how I how I take it in knowing the people that I've met that have joined. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Um, my thought is I joined not only because it was something I was called, like I was called to do and put on my heart to do, but like, I want to do my part for this country. Like somebody being born outside the country in in a different country and like coming here and starting a life and like growing up with this country, like, I want to do my part for it. I want to protect the people in it mm. because I'll tell you, like if it wasn't for the situation that I was in, like as a kid, like as a little baby, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here knowing the people that I know, mm. you know, and if, if it wasn't for God taking me out of that situation, putting me in a new family, I wouldn't be here. Like it just wouldn't be a thing and I wouldn't be going to the military. Yeah. And so, like, I want to do my part. I want to, like, like I said, I want to protect the people that are in it, the people that I love. And uh, it's going to sound cheesy, but I want to do it for the future of my kids and, like, my, and my family that I'm going to start. It's not cheesy at all. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize that you were actually born to a, a foreign family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... uh my story is a little, a little weird. Like, we got time in two months, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm actually really intrigued to hear this. I, I love, I love people's testimonies and stories. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm, it's, it's why I do the podcast. It's what I'm passionate about. So, yeah. yeah, dude. Well, like, you got all the time you need. <laughs> I was, uh, I was two years old when my parents started the process mm-hmm. of adoption, and I didn't come here till three like almost four and these people at the adoption agency down in Guatemala where I was born they were always changing something like my parents either had to pay a fine or like get another piece of paper cleared that paper 
wait, no, we we need that other paper paperback. Your adopted parents or your biological parents? My uh, my biological parent, like adopted parents, yeah. had to change every a, a lot of stuff to okay. try and get me because the adoption agency down in Guatemala were requesting it. Okay. So it was, it was a lot of back and forth for about a year and a half, and uh, so they got me, but they found out that I had a sister down in Guatemala. A, a little younger sister and they wanted to get her too but somebody had already adopted her oh so okay. it was kind of like that broke their hearts that they couldn't get like brother and sister and to to go together and so it was a little it was a little heartbreaking for them when they told me that and uh I, like I, I was I was two years old kind of found outside of a uh foster house i'd say like i don't know what would you call it but and kind of laying on the street and uh picked up brought into that home stayed there until till i was about three came to the states don't remember much at all like all i remember like this is this like very clear picture i have like Driving up, pulling into our driveway, and then meeting like my neighbors that were there welcoming me. Like wow. as a little kid, like I was like, "What the heck is going on? Like, who are these people?" And like my my brother at the time was he was there. My sister was standing there next to her friends. It was just like it was just so strange, and like that's why I say it's it's a little weird for to go from on the street being found and then a year later taken taken somewhere else. So you were actually abandoned at an orphanage? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was outside of an of an orphanage, I'd say. I, I I like I don't know like exactly what to call it. Like I had foster parents mm-hmm. like who took care of me, but like I don't I I, it was it was okay. outside. Yeah, I don't I yeah. <laughs> I really don't know what to call it like, but it was it was strange. Yeah. For, definitely. So, I guess it's not a long story, but that that's still <laughs> insane, man. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, like God's God's been holding my hand since day 1. Just had to turn around and find him, see him. Yeah. Yeah, that that hedge of protection around you. That is that mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah, even like even through the time where, like, I didn't know God, like, he was still holding my hand. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. What, crazy. When would you say you found your relationship with God then? Oof. I'd say 2016 boot camp in, uh, at second place. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I went there, I was forced to go to youth at, by, uh, by Stacy Carble. Sounds about right. <laughs> yep, she yeah. she Corey. She, she would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's Corey. Do you you want to go to youth? I was like, oh yeah yeah, just to try and get her off my back. Like she keep on asking me. I'm like that that's yeah, yeah. like mom Stacy Carvel right? Not, not yeah yeah. Not daughter in law. No no no. Okay no. no. Yeah. But, so no, there, there's some Tyler also married someone named Stacy. Yeah, yeah yeah no mom. Okay. But she she was like Corey, you want to you want to come to youth like. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And then there was one time she's like, "You want to go to youth?" I was like, "Sure." And she's like, "I, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "We, I, I, I get, we can make it there in like ten minutes." I was like, "Really? Like we're gonna go now?" And she's like, "Yeah." So okay, how how did you meet? The, how did you know the Carvels then? Oh no, the Carvels knew me since day one uh, since I was adopted here. Oh yeah, because okay. the Carvels have known me since I was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they they've known me for a long time. They Stacy is actually friends with uh, my my aunt Jackie, who is a who's a missionary down in Guatemala. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, they knew me since since day one of yeah. me being here. So she kind of dragged me to. What I, what I'm collecting then is you grew up in this church that your adopted parents helped found mm-hmm. right yeah and you you didn't seem to have a relationship with god until some kind of experience at boot camp yeah yeah i didn't 
typical like my parents are making me go so yeah. i guess i'll go like whatever kind of like, like a like a pk type of a thing yeah exactly like sure whatever i'll go yeah and not really taking anything in just sitting at the table and just fidgeting messing around looking everywhere else instead of listening and then my cousin caleb he was like oh i'm going to this church on sunday you want to come with and like caleb i would do anything with him like he is by far like my best friend awesome and he uh he was like oh yeah like i'm gonna go you can come like so sure and i went and i met like i met josh short and i met micah and aaron benda and it was so like these people were like hugging each other and i'm like what the heck like that is a wonderful group of human beings to me <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and it was it's just seeing people hug in a church was very weird for me because at our at the church that i was at i didn't ever see anybody hug each other yeah. and embrace each other like that so it was very very strange and so I guess it would be because of Stacy Carble and Caleb that they brought me to closer to where I want, uh, where God wanted me to be. Yeah. And boot camp, John, uh, John Baker on Friday, that Friday we had a campfire and he was like, he was talking about like baptism and like all this stuff. And he was like, yeah, if you guys are wanting to bap- get baptized, if you feel called to get baptized, like, I will uh I'll, I'll call Joe right now and he'll get the tub ready and he'll be we'll be ready get by that Sunday. Tub out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll be ready by Sunday. And it was just like an overwhelming like spirit came into me and it was just like bawling, crying. Like I walked up to John and I was just like I couldn't get a word out. Yeah. And then he was just like I think I know what you want. And so he sure enough he called got uh Joe got the bathtub ready and at that time, I didn't know anybody else had got like chosen to get baptized, like had been called to get baptized. And uh, it was me, me, Jared Oates, Farad, I don't know his last name, Richardson, I think, maybe, Farad Richardson, I don't know. I, I don't know who <laughs> these people are, if I'm being um, honest. <laughs> Keaton Doty. I know him. And, <laughs> and uh, I'd say a couple one other person and they had all like been called to get baptized and it was just like that's the community that i was going to be joining and like called to and it's so cool and everybody had gotten baptized and kaylee vales jumped up and was like i want to get baptized too and like she just like didn't have any change of clothes she just went in there and just i I actually remember this sunday yeah there was a there was a lot of students that morning Mm -hmm. and it was just so cool caleb actually baptized me he was the one that dunked me yeah and it was just like it was such a crazy experience yeah so i i would imagine man (laughs) that's awesome yeah absolutely what when exactly and how exactly did you feel this calling from God because I, I always like hearing those stories because mm-hmm. they're always so unbelievably different yeah yeah I was uh like I said military was always a thought in my yeah. head regardless of like anybody telling me and uh I had I had looked into other branches at plus the military and uh, the marines actually like looked into all the other branches and none of them were really sticking out to me and it was just like even like the marines weren't sticking out to me at the time so i was gonna i was gonna national guard do my do my six years and that's it but um after that experience 2016 after being called to be a part of god's family it was i was praying more i was I was reading my Bible, cause, not because I was forced to, but because I wanted to. And I was like, I was praying, praying, praying. It was just like, God was putting these situations and like these people into my life. They're like, oh yeah, this is this is a very good branch, but like, this is what isn't as good about it. But like, here's another branch, like maybe look into that. And I was looking into that. And then I met a recruiter and then I met two more recruiters. And then I met another community of 
people who wanted the same thing, who wanted to serve their country, who wanted to do their part. And it was just like, you don't find that just pure luck. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't find that. And so I guess that that's, that's how God is kind of moved, maneuvered through that situation and just like putting people in my life and having people like at, at church pour into it, into my life and like whatever decision you make, make sure God's that first decision, mm-hmm. make sure God's your first mindset. And so as long as I had that, it was, I was unstoppable, you know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't matter what branch I chose. God was always going to be there with me. It was just happened. Marines, Marines are the best in my opinion. I want, <laughs> I want to be the best, so why not join the best? Yeah. So, man, that is that. That's awesome. <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm just really in awe of people that that do feel called and pursue joining the military mm-hmm. because I I have three degrees. I, I mean, I have an associate's, a bachelor's, and a master's, and a master's is hard, but there's still a lot of leniency, you can still get stuff done. Yeah, yeah there's there's long nights, but it, I'm not running through the mud. Yeah, in the in yeah. the rain or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I I was always told by a by a Jordan Mitchell, he's like, you gotta be a little crazy to join the military. Well, Jordan Mitchell's a little crazy, so that makes oh, yeah. sense. Yep, he and is a little, little crazy. I mean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, he's just, and I love Jordan. Like, he doesn't yeah. beat around the bush. He's just like, you suck. Get better. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just so cool having him, like, be my go-to, like, my 2 a.m. And like, yeah. Jordan, like, um, I don't know if, like, this is the right job. And actually, Jordan called me out. When I signed the contract to be Motor T, he was like, why? You didn't want that? Like, I, I know you didn't want, like, Motor T job. You you wanted infantry, so why didn't you wait to get an infantry contract? And he was just like, call, he called me out on it. It's just like, I was so impatient, you know? Yes. Yeah. But I guess that comes with the opportunity, like, the um, the opportunity comes with, the situation like you're gonna make that decision you're that's your decision like so but but no jordan jordan's awesome he uses my like i said my go-to to talk about the military yeah yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. J- jordan's army right yeah yeah he's yeah. Uh, green beret he's green beret mm-hmm. i'm not shocked yeah not neither neither am i but just yeah. look at him he's just massive a beast what i find funny is that he's totally a beast, but then, like, when you're around him, you're not, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he really is the most humble and kind person. He, he'll bust your chops, which is hilarious, <laughs> but he's just so humble. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't even realize he was a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. I don't know, that just boosted my respect for him. Not that, <laughs> I, didn't, not that I didn't have any. Yeah, no. That's awesome. Like you said, Jordans are going to. Jordan's gonna bust your chops when he gets when he no, gets a chance, but that respect is is always gonna be there. Yeah. Like like I nobody can take that away. I I want to have him come back on the pod. He hasn't mm. been on the podcast in a long time. I want him to come on and give his testimony. I've gotten like tiny little snippets. Yeah. And I can't even wrap my mind around what he's been through. Yeah, he's he told me some some stuff about it, and it's just like wow. He told me about how he he received a what was it a honorable discharge because he got so unbelievably injured in some insane training Mm -hmm. yeah please don't get injured (laughs) yeah no i don't i hope not you know i hope not yeah but i always i told my mom if i get injured in boot camp or in in anything else like nothing's gonna stop me from being a marine i'll stay i'll stay in boot camp as long as it takes to for me to earn that title yeah and if it happens outside of like outside of boot camp or in combat it, it, let's say if something were to happen in combat like well like it, it'll happen like that's a military like it, it's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's inevitable it's just how bad and when yeah exactly yeah. but yeah i gotcha what 
I, I, I've heard some arguments, and I, I say this, I ask this question in, in knowing, like, I, I'm on, I'm on your side. Yeah. I, I, I am, I, I, I think a, a strong military is a good thing. In a perfect mm-hmm. world, I tell people it's in a perfect world, if we actually loved each other the way God intended us to, we would not only not need a military, we wouldn't even need a government. And, yeah. And I, and I really mean that. Yeah. Especially in understanding the the structure of priesthood and I, I say this with quotes around it but uh, governance when mm. the Israelites exited Egypt um, he said you're not going to have a king because I am your king and that's mm-hmm. what God said to them and he's like you, you do have modus you do have the priesthood you do need some form of leadership but you don't need a, a formal government they're like we want a government. We want yeah. an earthly king. And he's like, eh, here's, uh, what was the first king? Saul? No, not Saul. What was the first king? Ooh, D- David? Uh, D- David was after, I think it was King Saul. Was like, it? Ba- oh, no. Yeah, I think it, I think he was, because the, the first king of Israel was trying to actually kill King David. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it, okay. I think it was, it was King Saul. And he's like, well, here's King Saul. Good luck. Yeah. And that did not turn out well. Like I said, he was trying to kill David yeah. at one yeah. point. But the point is, I think that there is a, a not just a, a moral argument, but a moral obligation for us to have some form of armed forces to mm-hmm. protect people. Like I said, I, I'm on your side just trying to play the devil's advocate right now. Yeah. What do you think the moral argument is for having a military to protect us? I mean... Without the military, we wouldn't have what we have. Like, that's that's my counter argument for a lot of situations that's come come up. Like World War Two, like we stopped a lot of things from happening. We we yeah. stopped Hitler from doing destroying an entire people, like species of people. Like, like that, that's crazy that like yeah. people think that not having a military is necessary. Like, I just can't wrap my mind around it. I like how simple your answer is, <laughs> to be honest. And, and I really do. Of, Well, what do you think we need a military for? <laughs> yeah. We live in peace. Mm-hmm. Without a military, how do you have peace? That's yeah, the question exactly. I've always asked. Yeah. And it's, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have one. And in a perfect world, we, w- we wouldn't need it. And that'd be great, but we don't live in a perfect world. Yeah, God's not, made that very clear to us. Not very. Not a perfect world is is the correct correct statement. Yes. Yes, definitely. Especially after the, just the, the brief story that you told about growing up and you were literally abandoned. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's incredible, man. I, I, I personally always wanted to, uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but... Of all the things I was watching, Secret Life of the American Teenager, go ahead and judge me if you have to. But it was because of that show that I, ever since then, I've, I've wanted to be able to adopt mm-hmm. someday. My fiance is aware of this, and I, I hope that I have that opportunity. Hear, yeah. Hearing that just kind of reinforces it for me. Yeah. I mean, how do you abandon your own child? That blows that my mind. It's crazy how much it happens. Yeah. Like, it's happening. And it's just like, I, I don't understand it either. Yeah. And like, um, like growing up, like like I said, after the military, I want to do stuff with my life. I want to start a family, and I want to adopt because I know I've been there. Yeah. And I, I like it's just give those people a chance, give those those little kids a chance to have like a good life. Yeah. And like having lived a good life and still have life to live, like I want to do that for other for other kids. Yeah. And like, not even like like kids without special needs. I love special needs kids. Mm. Oh my goodness, I could talk about them for days. They <laughs> they are the most genuine people you will ever meet in your life. They're honest. I know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like there's this boy that I when that I was. When I was still in high school, a senior, and he was a sophomore. He was like, he didn't have a place to sit. Nobody wanted to sit with him. Mm. No, like just because he was different. And I was just like, that's dumb. Mihawk, come sit with me, man. Just like come have a conversation with me. 
And like we would, like he loved hockey. He loved. Is he a Hawks fan? Oh yeah. They had a boy. Oh yeah, he loves the hawk. The Hawks. That's awesome. He, he was a big Patrick Kane fan. Nice. He he could talk to me about Patrick Kane for days, and it was. I never got bored talking to him. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Oh, can I, can I invite some of my other friends to come sit?" And they were all special needs kids, and I was, I was like, "Absolutely, sit down." Like, I want to talk to them too. Yeah. And it's just like they're the most genuine people I've ever met. They're yeah. so happy. Like, I I just can't like wrap my mind around people not wanting to have them. Yeah. You know, and like people putting them up for adoption, like not wanting them, having them be there till like they're eighteen. Not never been adopted. Like I don't yeah. want that for for people for any kid. Yeah, and then they become I, I believe the term is burden of the state, mm-hmm. and they're just putting these halfway houses and they and they live in halfway houses for the rest of their lives. I yeah. actually knew somebody who's whose dad he, her her dad. His full time job was actually living living with, with special needs adults. He got paid to live in this house with. Three special needs adults. It's all that he did. Mm-hmm. No, no kid should ever be called a burden. Yeah. And like, like it's life. It happens. It, yeah. It's happening. But like, no kid should ever be called a burden. Yeah. Like that's just outside my physical capabilities to say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like to call somebody, anyone, like a burden. Like I just can't. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna get like emotional about it, but like <laughs> give the like give the kids like those kids a chance. Yeah, you know, like well, especially when I, I I see when they become adults and they they don't have the capabilities to have a full time job, and mm-hmm. somebody that they've never even met in their entire life is taking care of them because they literally don't know who their family is. Yeah, yeah, that's it's... what blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should have a family. Yeah. And like to see like just these adults like with with uh autism or down syndrome like not have one. Yeah. Not know what a, a true family is is just so heartbreaking for me. Yeah. It's just is like I said it's outside my mind to think to think nobody has like can have a family like that person can't have a family or like didn't have a family yeah it's just uh it's good to see the community li- living with other adults but i i know what you mean of it'd, it'd be nice if their mom and dad were kind enough to keep them in their lives yeah right yeah it's, and then like in a perfect world they would like yeah they they would have families in a perfect world but we already established we don't live in a perfect world yes yes exactly so, yeah, I one one of the countries I can't remember what country it is, but they said, "Well, we've we've almost like completely eliminated autism, and people were celebrating." And then you start doing research. Well, it's because of the fact that the women in these countries, when they find out that their child, that the child that they are with, as in they are pregnant with, is has Down syndrome, autism, something like that, they get an abortion. You're not eliminating it. You're murdering it. Yeah, exactly. And that's another topic I can get like pretty emotional about. Is, yeah. Is, you, uh, you of all people, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, it's not at all correct. Yeah. Like Chinese little Down syndrome babies, they are the cutest things. <laughs> they are so cute. Like... Like I want to adopt a Chinese baby with Down syndrome. Like that's yeah. that's my like my dream yeah. is to have Down syndrome babies, like autism, autistic kids, and like of course like kids of my own. But like I want to adopt, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. That's that's a very absurd way to think of eliminating an issue. Yeah, it's just very, very absurd. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Speaking of all that, mm-hmm. in terms in terms of your family, I 
I, 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 I really do find all this stuff fascinating, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm curious now. So you, it sounds like you are the, the youngest adopted from your siblings, right? It sounds like you have an older brother and an older sister that were also adopted. Um, I'm the middle child. Oh, you're the middle child. Yeah, my okay. sister's the oldest. Okay. Uh, and then I have a younger brother. Did your parents have any biological kids or only adopt? Um, they, I don't. To my knowledge, I don't think they could have had like their own mm. kids just uh wrong with both of them something was wrong with both yeah. of them like but that's how that's how they wanted kids it was adoption that and like my grandma adopted three three babies oh wow yeah it's like so not only did she have five kids of her own but yeah let's have three more wow. let, let, let's get more i want more it's like the dodies they they have <laughs> i I can't remember what time I had. It's four biological kids and five adopted, right? I believe so. Well, three borrow it, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's five like, of them are adopted, I think. Yeah. And, and they're like all biological siblings on top of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Castanetas, uh, you have the, you have the four and then you have another family come in. Wow. And it's just like, it's, it's cool to see how big their hearts are. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. I, I don't know if I want if I, how personal you you willing to get. I, I'm kind of curious. Do you have any ideas of who your biological parents are? Ooh, I have no clue. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to know. I don't know who my foster parents are because they were like apparently when I was getting when I was leaving Guatemala, my foster dad. I was so close with him. He did not come into the airport because he didn't want to cry. Like, he didn't want me to see him cry. So, like, to have that bond with somebody and then be taken away, I want to see, I want to meet them some, yeah. one day. I don't want to know who my biological parents are. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Like, that's just me. <laughs> I, uh, I hear that. I actually hear that a lot from people that have been adopted to where they, they have no idea who their biological parents are and they just don't care. Mm-hmm. They They literally have zero desire to find out who they are. Yeah. I can kind of, I, I think I can kind of grasp why. Yeah. That, does, that doesn't sound too pleasant. Like, oh, hey, yeah, you just abandoned me one day. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, some people I know that it was a, uh, a difficult decision, but a decision that they don't regret making, and they do eventually get to have a relationship with their biological child. But, yeah, it sometimes it's just they abandoned me at a uh, orphanage or a foster home, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't, I honestly don't care. Yeah, I just, definitely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just wild to think how much can come out of what I would like to call just nothingness. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't know who your biological parents are. You came from a very, very rough part of part of the world, and now you have this relationship with with god mm. and you're joining one of the most elite forces in the entire world mm. that that's that's amazing <laughs> thank to you to me yeah thank you of course it, it also it also humanizes a lot of things i think i think a lot of people um like you know the, the border wall situation that they have to politicize mm one, the laws are in a, are in place for a reason, and I, I, I think that me, as a citizen, ha, have every obligation to follow those laws, too. Yeah. At the same time, you know, there are some people that are struggling that uh, that really do want a better opportunity, and mm-hmm. it creates a human side of them. You know, how do you help them? Because you don't yeah. want to enable. Yeah. I, I, I do believe uh, the, the whole teach a man to fish for a lifetime, give a man officially for a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is a fact. Absolutely. You know, um, but it, it, it definitely creates, it, it, it definitely humanizes them, which it, everybody should be, every human should mm-hmm. be human to us. Yeah. It definitely humanizes us. It humanizes these people. Like, we don't know how to communicate with them. We might not know their language, but 
there's still people like yeah exactly jesus was was uh was human he was humanized like we asked god god can you take this away from me like he he knew what going in like he was gonna die on the cross but jesus god can you like take this away from me like a human humanization right there like, yeah so every like everyone people are people yes people yes, are people they are. so they're not anything other than that unless in my opinion yeah they're not they're not gods there's only one god that's right no one of uh one of my mentors in the past Joel Brassfield said to me Jesus was actually the most human human to ever walk <laughs> this planet because of the fact that he he, unlike us, was fully able to embrace I am in human form. I am fully connected mm. to the deity in heaven because it is the, the Godhead 3-1, but he still fully embraced. I am human, that is God, mm. and he must be worshipped. Mm. Um, oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, the one of the things that, that I think I've, I've struggled with a little bit, a little bit but have been able to grasp a little bit better when I look at scripture that I I think is one of the biggest things that the world grapples with Mm -hmm. is, well, God's God. He can't understand me. Even, even if there is a God, a lot of people don't believe that there is a God and Mm -hmm. we're, that's part of our mission to kind of prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, in a loving way though, not not a forceful (laughs) way, obviously, but I think one of the things that that the world grapples with is, well, he's God; he can't understand me. And then I, and then where my mind goes is when Jesus was saying, "Can you take this cup from me?" He was literally sweating blood. Who here can say that they would literally sweat yeah. blood? He felt our feelings. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like to feel those feelings. He knows what it's like to be human. Talk about humble. He literally mm. created everything and decided, I'm going to be human for 30-something years. Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate form <laughs> of humility. Because we can't... I, I, some people ask me, explain God. Well, he, he wouldn't be God if I could explain him. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, very <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, um, it's just amazing. I can't explain him. And yet... He does still understand every single one of us, and he does still understand our feelings. Mm. Talk about humanizing that. That's just yeah. I, I'm in awe of that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. It's not our job to understand God. Exactly. Like, uh, like even if if it, even if it was like we can't like we can't truly understand God. Yeah. Because. It's outside of our thinking process. It's outside of it. Like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I just can't put yeah. God into words. It's crazy. I sometimes, I'm fascinated with outer space. Like, w- w- there's that new Mars oh. rover that just landed on Mars, uh-huh. and we're getting pictures back, and we're still getting pictures. That we're, we're, we're receiving information from one of the satellites that we sent out in the 70s that, I guess that, like, it's so old that the camera doesn't work, but we're still receiving information it's outside of our solar system. <laughs> That's crazy. I love space too. Like, I can't. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. How are we getting information outside of our solar? Like, I, I start thinking about that, and then I start thinking about the infinity that is God, and how mm-hmm. he. Pe- people try to put God in this box of time. God made time. Mm-hmm. I get freaked out thinking about that, and I literally have to go do something else and stop thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's crazy. I love space too. Like, any, I love science, just in general. Yeah, when it's fascinating. When it's I, what I want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it, if it's interesting to me, and it's science, I will dig deep into that. Yeah, and. I don't know if you know Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He's crazy. Oh, he he's like legitimately nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's awesome, though. Yeah. Because uh, he was on actually another podcast, Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. And he was like, 
he was explaining dimensions. Yeah. And it's it was so interesting to me. It was it was like it was so interesting to me because yeah. like I would never have thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and he goes to like you're driving on a road and you you only have one strip of road. And that's that's and you can only go as fast as the car in front of you is going. That's one dimension. You move it to to another lane, you make another lane. Now you have two dimensions. You yeah. are you're able to move past that car and go faster. And then he was like, I never thought of it this way, which is weird mm-hmm. when he said it. He was like, Three dimensions are bridges, tunnels, subways. Mm-hmm. I'm like, What? That is crazy. I truly did not like put that together to be 3d yeah and it was so cool well that that's actually a, a very basic principle in, in engineering when it comes to let's say uh, a warehouse mm-hmm. well how do you how do you maximize space with shelving so that thing that can hold let's say a hundred units it goes from holding a hundred units to ten thousand units because of the fact that you're util- utilizing the the, the, uh, the third the third dimension look mm-hmm. at a closet it's the, it's the exact same principle. How do you get more in there? You put shelves and this ring on there and you flatten everything out. You use all three dimensions. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, like, like it, I'm getting It's like, just a closet, but it's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it it's is. It's so interesting. He, he's one of those minds, though, that it's fascinating because he's so intelligent, but he's like too intelligent for his own good. Mm-hmm. And I just get a little annoyed when he just starts trying to explain Christianity to me. Hey, hey, slow down. I'm I'm a Christian. Yeah. Let me tell you about Christianity. Yeah. Actually. Time out. Yeah. Switch. Because he was, he, like, he was, I think he was certain to explain this one time. Um, something about, well, according to science, this is impossible. One, um, well, I, what was it? There's, there's kind of two beefs that go hand in hand. One, he's like, well, you know, a lot of Christians don't believe in science. Uh, one, that's not true. Yeah. Actually, I'm an engineer. <laughs> Okay, my whole entire job entails science. Number two on that, God made science. Yeah. And then the other thing they were saying is like, well, you know, there's all these unexplainable things in the Bible. That's why they're called miracles, because they transcend physics. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it when people are trying to, like, explain Christianity to me. Yeah. And I am a Christian. I don't know a lot about Christianity. I'm not, like mature enough to know a lot yeah. of, about it but like i know enough and when they're like are trying to convince me about uh, that otherwise and i'm like dude time out yeah like like you said let me tell you about christianity like here's the big thing that uh, i've been that i've been learning that i, I picked up in the bible it, it's good to have knowledge of the bible that is good because mm-hmm. the bible is the word of god yeah and I don't want to say leave that to the priests and pastors, but they're supposed to be the foremost knowledgeable on that. Mm-hmm. The main thing about Christians now: study your Bible, spend time in prayer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not bringing those down. God, God has told us to do that because that is how we develop our relate. That that is the biggest way that we develop our relationship with Him mm-hmm. and. and Worship, fasting, you know, there's lots of different ways. The big two ones, the big two are, though, are studying his word, because that is him literally speaking to us, and the other one is prayer. Um, The big thing is, though, you're wise, because all of Jesus' teaching was about morality and being moral Mm. and knowing how to respond to situations in a loving manner. Mm. You obviously have that in you, and that's what's important. And that, that is... That is one of the big gifts from holding, having the Holy Spirit. That's that this, that is that thing that sets us apart. We have the Holy Spirit in us now. We have that wisdom that can always be flowing mm. out of us. Maybe we don't know all the historical context, but that's part of it's part of faith. Yeah, we don't know everything. We can't prove everything, and that's okay. Uh, absolutely okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's that moral wisdom though that mm. definitely. Sets it apart. But still, I know what you mean of whenever people are trying to lecture me. Oh, well, the Bible says this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Actually, let me go ahead and explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good good example of that was, uh, was discussed. Someone at work 
uh, some of that I work with uh, has, has very strong convictions on, on gun control, which, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So he likes to debate me on it. Yeah. And um, he was saying, well, you know, the, yeah, he, he doesn't claim to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But he said to me, well, the Bible, uh, the Bible says not to kill. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's like, yeah, it does. It's one of the Ten Commandments. I'm like, no. The Bible says the, the Bible says not to murder. It's like, well, you're arguing semantics. I'm like, I'm really not. There's a difference. Yeah. He's like, well, it doesn't say that though. I'm like, I'm calling your bluff. Go ahead, go ahead and go ahead and look it up. And he's like, and he reads it and it says, "Thou shalt not kill." Um, and I forgot exactly how how the translation was worded mm. after that, but it was it was something it was something along the lines of, uh, "Thou shalt not." kill it was like in cold blood or something i'm like yes it says thou shall not murder if you're being if you see a group of people being attacked and the person is relentless and will not stop and you mm-hmm. sadly have to make that decision i still don't believe that you've committed a sin but yeah you know i caught him and i caught him in the trap yeah and, yeah. I, and I called his bluff and it was i don't know it, I don't want to say it felt good. It was just nice to bestow that wisdom yeah, upon someone because now they're more educated on, on scripture. But in you having the Holy Spirit, God will God will speak through you. Yeah. God, God will let that wisdom flow out of you and understand that yeah, there's a lot of semantics in the world and we gotta Yeah. We, we gotta clarify the semantics. Yeah, and think about it like I like I said, I was called to the military, to the Marines. Yeah. By by God. If it said not to kill, then I would not have been called to the Marines or to the military because it may not happen, but there's a ch- chance like I'll have to kill yeah. somebody, you know, and like thou shall not murder. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's different. Yeah. 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 And I, I can tell it. I was actually just listening to, um. A podcast. Uh, there's a Christian named Matt Walsh, and he was talking about how uh, there's a lot of debate on like, you know, cops being racist and killers and stuff. There are some bad cops, and there are a few instances to where, uh, yeah, the cop was just blatantly wrong. But then you look look at the history of that person growing up to find out they were a bully. And then you find out, like, some of the stuff that they literally have written on their gun, and it's like, how was this person ever a cop in the first place? They, they, you know, they, they had an agenda, obviously, which, yeah. which was very bad. Now, that's not all of the cops, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, you don't have that agenda. You know, I can tell you the type of person where, like, I don't ever want that to happen, but... I'm here to def- I'm here to defend people, not attack anyone, mm. and that's kind of the the difference that he was talking that that Matt Walsh was talking about. Are you there to defend the the public and protect them and help them, or are you there to wield a gun and be a be a tough guy? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I hate it when when I hear all cops are bad. Yeah. No, 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 like not all cops are bad. There are some, like some who have made wrong decisions. Yeah. But not all cops are bad. Yeah. Like, it just I just don't like hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, before we near <clears throat> the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. the last question that I have here, and I intentionally have this as the last question. Mm-hmm. So that hopefully it is in the minds of people that are listening to this. How can we pray for you and anyone else that you're going to come in contact with once once you are in boot camp, once you are farther down the line trying to, do, to be a Navy SEAL, once you are, God forbid, I hope not, but in combat, how can we pray for you? Um, just that my, my faith continues to grow. My, my strength in God continues to grow. And, like, a lot of people don't believe in God in the military. Yeah. And it's very easy to fall into that. And it's just, like, God's gotten me this far. It's why would I don't want to turn my back on him, you know? So just, like, that my, my faith is, is still strong 
what when I get out of the military and like continues to grow and that like whoever I, I encounter I can like be oh Jesus is awesome bro like yeah talk about God not be like uh, afraid because like I there have been in times where I have been afraid to talk about God but I don't want to do that anymore you know like mm-hmm. I want to be able to like see somebody like oh gee, God's pretty good cool man but like yeah, you know, like just, just that, man. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely. The. I I am big on the use of of rhetoric, so the word that comes to my mind there is is, brave because, somebody who doesn't think about doing something and they just and they can just do it, that's not brave. That's. I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it's mindlessness. That's. Mm-hmm. That's an insult. That's wrong. But there are a lot of people in the military and the police that they just do this. It's what they do, and they're not affected by it. I wish that I had that mindset sometime. Mm -hmm. But being able to do something when you're scared to do it, but you do it anyways because you know it's right, that's brave right there. That is true bravery. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't think of an example. (laughs) But the, the point is, that's bravery. So... Yeah, we, I, I think that hopefully everybody out in listener land to this podcast can praying for that bravery mm. for you. I, I also hear, hear you when you say you don't want to have your faith slipping or be corrupted by the fact that there are a lot of people that don't believe that God is real or mm-hmm. wants the best for their life out there. So, yeah, yeah I, I really do hope that we're praying for you. I, I wanted this to be a different podcast because it is a very... Uh, it's a, it is a rough subject, no mm-hmm. matter uh, if people support the military or not. It's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to send our brother <laughs> in Christ out there. So normally we uh, we go out on something, we put our hands in the middle, but I want to end this one different. Uh, since you are joining the armed forces, uh, can I pray for you, dude? Absolutely, awesome. Thank God, we thank you for the fact that uh, that, that you put this. Uh, this uh, calling on Corey and that he's chasing after it, Lord, because chasing after you is exactly what you want us to do. You know, he, he, he's shown that he is being brave for you, Lord, and we thank you for the fact that you have given him that bravery even when he's scared. We pray that when he's there, he is a walking witness of what you are and what you look like and how you are in the way that he respects other people. But he still, he still has the strength to be strong in you, Lord. He still has the strength to not be corrupted by the world around him. And that he just exemplifies you and your love pours out of him. So we pray that you fill him each and every single day, even when it's hard to, even when he might not want to get out of the bed. We pray that you fill him, that you energize him, and that you just... Let him know that there is abundance of your Holy Spirit there to empower him to serve you and to fill up, to just fulfill this calling that you've put upon his life, Lord. We thank you for all of your love in our lives, Lord, and we thank you for for Corey and what he's going to be in the adventure that he's embarking upon, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.